Hello, everyone, and welcome back to SACS's Essay Today podcast. My name is Michelle Botcher. I'm an associate professor at Clemson University, and I'm also your host for this program. Today, we are recording about two weeks after the SACSA 2022 conference in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm excited to have a great team of graduate students from here at Clemson to talk about their experiences with the conference as first-time attendees. Welcome to the uh, conference, or podcast is what we're actually doing. So welcome to the podcast, everyone. Hey, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for carving time out of your very leisurely schedules that you each have to be here today. I appreciate it. Um, so if we could, let's start and let's do some introductions. But what I'd really like for you to talk about is who you are outside of student affairs, outside of your work. So what are some hobbies, things you're reading, watching, or listening to, whatever you want to share. And Riley, would you mind starting and kind of leading the way? Absolutely. Um, okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Riley Bowman. Um, my current graduate assistantship at Clemson is with the First Year Academic Programs Office, um, and I went to Iowa State University for undergrad. Um, and outside of school and work, um, all the other attendees on this podcast are probably tired of me saying this, but I love to cook. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do with my friends and after a long night of class. Um, Currently, I just finished an awesome book um, called Honey Girl by Morgan Rogers, which I absolutely loved. Um, and right now I am re-watching a couple crime shows that I like, um, Bones and also NCIS with my roommates. So I'm kind of doing that um, after class and work every day. Awesome. Hi, everybody. My name is Abby Case. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, my current graduate assistantship is in the Bridge to Clemson office at Clemson, um, but specifically, I work with transfer student um, engagement, and I advise the Transfer to Tiger Peer Mentor Program. Uh, my undergraduate institution was the University of Kansas, go Jayhawks, um, which is where I'm from, Lawrence, Kansas. And uh, outside of work, outside of school, I um, have a variety of hobbies um, that I could go on and on about. I like to be creative. I like to paint, play piano, um, love comedy. That's kind of my thing. So I would say currently I've been watching SNL, a lot of um, old reruns from my favorite seasons. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is also another one I've been watching a lot recently um, and just got into uh, some new shows, Abbott Elementary, Shrill, and I think there's a couple others. I, I always have several things that I'm watching um, all once. Great. Hi, everyone. I am Deja Kenyon. My graduate assistant um, is with the Harvey and Lucinda Gantt Multicultural Center, and I am the GA for social justice education. My undergrad institution is UNC Greensboro. I love my school. Um, and outside of school, I'm honestly doing a different things. So like I like to paint. Uh, I also like to read a little bit when I can. I don't have that much time I feel like that I dedicate to reading. So I like to do that a little bit more. Uh, but I also really like watching documentaries. So it can be about animals, sometimes true crime, uh, sometimes just about different um, figures in the past. So yeah, that's what I really like to do. 
Hi, my name is Tiana Pyatt. I'm also here at Clemson, graduate assistant for student programs, so primarily working on late night programming for students here. I also went to the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Um, currently, I'm watching The Real Housewives of Potomac. I'm a Real Housewives fanatic. Um, I'm currently reading uh, Sisters of the Yam, um, Black Women and Self-Recovery by Bell Hooks, which is a really interesting read. Um, I don't really listen to music too often. Um, lately, it's just been making my head hurt. Um, but I do really enjoy uh, the artist Drake, and he just released a new project. So I've been like pushing through that currently. <laughs> Hi, my name is Serenity Marie Wolf. I am currently a graduate assistant for Bridget Clemson. Uh, luckily, I get to work with Abby. Um, and I work with our supplemental instruction program, so supervising uh, student staff members to help with academic support. My undergraduate institution was St. Mary's College of Maryland, a very small public liberal arts college. Um, and then as far as hobbies and things, I honestly um, have really gotten into running recently. It's a great way to alleviate stress. Um, I'm looking to hopefully run a half marathon in the spring. Um, and then as far as some things that I'm doing also with my free time, <clears throat> I am watching whatever sport is on TV on the given day. This is a beautiful time of year here in November where there's football, basketball, uh, baseball, all the things. So um, watching those. And then as far as listening, I um, have been listening to Taylor Swift, um, you know, when this comes back around in the, uh, on live podcasts, hopefully we can all look back at this moment <laughs> um, in history. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you all so much. I really appreciate you getting to letting us get to know you a little bit. I already knew you a little bit, but a little bit more. Um, so I have another question before we kind of move into today's topic. We always talk in student affairs about how it's a small field and, you know, you have heard from faculty and practitioners. If you're interested in a school and you don't know anybody there, one of us knows somebody there. So I'm wondering if you would each be willing to talk a little bit about a person, or it can be multiple people, um, who have really been influence, influential in your work in student affairs, either attracting you to the field or just some things that you've learned from them, whether they're directly connected to student affairs or not. Um, I, I just think it's interesting because in my world, in my vision, when the episodes go out, people hear people mention others and it's like, oh, I know that person too. And so, you know, kind of builds connections. So um, would you be willing to start this time, Abby, and just kind of talk a little bit about someone or some people who've been important to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and I know my colleagues on this podcast have heard me talk about this before, so this isn't news, but I actually am not the stereotypical over-involved student become student affairs professional um, just for, for many reasons, but I actually um, did not get super involved on my uh, home campus, which is definitely a, a regret of mine. So my introduction to the field came more in the classroom setting. Um, so not necessarily student affairs practitioners that introduced me 
only, but more um, like instructors and professors. Uh, and that just kind of intrigued me about the academic side, but then was like, oh, okay, like I really like this college atmosphere. I think I want to be here long-term. Um, so two of the ones that stand out to me the most during my undergrad were Aaron Long and um, Professor Laura Moriarty. So um, Aaron taught one of my English courses. I was an English major uh, and it was um, literature from like romantic period um, up until kind of more modern. And he just had such a passion for the literature um, and really made class interesting. And it, it, it very much hearkened to me um, to like the Emperor's Club or Dead Poet Society. It was like one of those type of classrooms where we were all just like enthralled with what we were reading. So I, I really enjoyed that class. Um, and he was he was really instrumental in my um in my time in college. And then Professor Moriarty, she had written several books that we ended up getting to read during my time um, at KU. And she's like a creative writer, creative writing professor. Uh, she has several really good books that I've enjoyed. Um, the Chaperone, which actually ended up being adapted to the film. Um, and that one was really good. So highly recommend reading that. But yeah, she, she was just someone who was kind of the first time I'd seen um, a woman in a professor position and just like, she was so confident and, um, like kind and she knew what she was talking about. And it was like, oh yeah, I could, I could do this someday. And it was really uh, inspiring for me. So Abby, have you ever gotten on top of a desk or table in the classroom before? Uh, not yet, but there's a first time for everything. So just okay. you wait. Very good. There you go. All right. Thank you so much. Deja, how about you? So I'm gonna name three people. Uh, so to start off is uh, Julie Boyer. She works at UNC Greensboro. And I first met her when I was actually touring UNCG and I was looking into their honors college. And I just remember being like fascinated with her just because of how personable and just relatable she was. And she was just very authentic in that meeting that I had with her. And ever since then, that's you know, who she's been to me and somebody who's just been in my corner. Uh, I remember at one point I was like thinking about leaving the Honors College and she was like, that's okay. Like, you know, do whatever's best for you. And uh, till this day, I still talk to her. And whenever I do go back to Greensboro, she's the first person that I visit. So just a life, just lifelong friend for me. Um, and also I like to mention uh, Darren Jenkins. He's actually the first person that talked to me about student affairs. I remember uh, at the time he was my supervisor when I was an RA. And so we were having one of our one-on-ones and we were walking outside and I told him that I wanted to change my major. And we were talking through that. And then he asked me, okay, like, well, what do you actually want to do as a career? And I said, honestly, I don't know. I said, can I be like an RA for the rest of my life? And he was like, oh, well, you know, let's talk about student affairs. Um, so that was the first person that introduced me to the field. And he's been supporting me ever since. I also still keep in contact with him as well. And lastly, Janae Crossland. Uh, at the time, I think it was my junior year. Yeah, she was in her second year of being a graduate assistant. Uh, and she was pretty much like my graduate community director at the time. And she really just dragged me through the, um, the process of applying to graduate school and just really was in my corner as well. So all of these three people had some type of impact um, on me getting to this point now. So just really appreciate them. Awesome, thank you so much. 
Um, I'd like to quickly highlight two people. Um, my first person is also someone who worked at UNCG that really introduced me to the field. Um, his name is Sean Copeland. He no longer works there, um, but luckily now that he's not my supervisor, I get to keep in touch with him on Instagram, which is so cool to me. <laughs> um, but he really was like one of the first people that really showed me what that culture of care looks like. I was that overly involved student that just sometimes just couldn't keep it all together. Um, he really provided me with the space to figure out how to really balance all of those responsibilities. Um, being first gen, I was struggling just with so many different things. And he was really the person that kind of looped me in. And similar to Deja, I just was like, okay, I'm studying this degree that I don't even really want. Like, what am I going to do? I'm so far ahead. I don't want to start over. And he was like, oh, let me tell you about this thing called student affairs. So here I am. Um, and then the second person is Dr. Rachel Wagner, which also works here at Clemson University. I love Rachel so much. Um, she's really helped me throughout this transition and kind of helping me learn that transition doesn't always have to be a negative thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I was unable to figure out the step, she was just right there to kind of help me guide through it without like holding my hand, but giving me the tools to kind of critically think through situations. And I just really appreciate and respect her for that. Diamond honoree, Dr. Rachel Wagner. Yes. So very good, very good. <laughs> and I love your comment, Tiana, about um, how your relationship with supervisors, how that opens up and can change once they're no longer your supervisor. That's kind of a cool um, experience to have. So thank you so much for that. Uh, Serenity, how about you? Yeah, so um, I am also gonna highlight three people. The first one, um, and still is very instrumental in my development today, is Dr. F.J. Talley from my undergrad institution. Um, he has spent over 20 years in the field um, and <clears throat> has lots of different experiences in student affairs, but also outside student affairs, which has also kind of like sparked my own create. Uh, creativity. Um, but him because when I was at my first admitted students day as a first gen student, I was very like nervous and didn't really know what to do. Um, but he was at one of the tabling events of things that you can get involved in. And I, you know, passively took some information, but then later on in the day, um, I was getting lunch and he passed by me and he said, Serenity Wolf. And he called me by name, he knew me, he remembered me out of all the people that were there. Um, he handed me his card and we stayed in contact until I ultimately accepted uh, to go to St. Mary's College of Maryland and um, has just been super supportive throughout um, my journey since then. Also, uh, Jennifer Platts, also known as JP, um, she is kind of like my big sister mentor, I like to say. Um, she has very similar backgrounds as me, first gen, low socioeconomic status. Um, she's currently an advisor at UConn Avery Point, um, and I literally was just on the phone with her 10 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, I want to highlight um, Victoria Goetzinger, um, Vicky G. Um, she is a new professional. She came from our program, so everyone's familiar with her here in this space right now. Um, but she's always inspired me because she is just really a go-getter. Um, anytime that I felt down, she was a space for me to reach out to her. And um, she's, she's definitely there to give affirmations about the toughness that grad school is and even that just life is in general. So I'm thankful for all those people. Wonderful. Thanks so much. All right, Riley, how about you? 
Yeah. So um, like everyone on this podcast, I could talk about so many humans, um, but the one person I really wanted to highlight um, is Nicole Nicholson. She was my um, very first supervisor at orientation when I worked at Iowa State um, in that office for two years. Um, And she um, is really never actually like told me about the field of student affairs, but it was one of those things where just watching her work with students and interacting with her as a student, I was like, wow, I want to be like you someday. Um, and I, um, she was there for me through the pandemic, through my senior year of college, through all of the ups and downs, um, and absolutely there for me during the grad school process. We met every single week on Friday afternoons to talk about applications and where I wanted to go and And when I was starting to panic about moving across the country, she was that person that was always there for me and still is today. Um, The job search is looming on the horizon and we have already talked about um, the phone calls we're going to have and um, all of the advice that I know she will give me in the future. Um, And so I am so grateful for her, um, both as a mentor and as a friend, like everyone has said, she um, is the person who understands me the most when it comes to my work. And so I am eternally grateful to have met her at Iowa State, but also um, just looking forward to working with her in the future, uh, wherever that's going to take us. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you all sort of putting the foundation in place and setting the stage for our conversation today. And now it's Saxa time. I should have had you all join me when I said that, but that's okay. I, I felt it. I felt the energy coming over your screens. <laughs> um, so it is not exactly Saxa time right now, but it is time to talk about Saxa. So, and you know, you can go in whatever order makes sense, but I'd be really interested in hearing about how you learned about Saxa and why you decided to attend. And for anyone listening, just so you know, the conference overlapped with the fall break here at Clemson, which everyone really needed. It was later than usual. People were pretty exhausted. Um, everyone, I think, was exhausted. So um, even in that context, you're like, you know what I need right now is a conference. So, you know, you kind of get organized. You're going to head to Birmingham. How how did that happen for each of you? I can jump in here first. Um, I think if I, looking back the very first time I heard about SACS, it was probably like our very first class here at Clemson. Um, Dr. Dr. Tony Cawthon um, is very involved with SACSA. And when we were talking about um, professional organizations very early, um, it was definitely one that was mentioned. And as first years, I did not go um, last year, but kind of kept it in the back of my mind. And then um, kind of figured out how, you know, professional development funds work and all of that. And then when it came around to sign up for SACSA this year, I just heard such great things um, from people who had already come um, and gone to the program, but also um, from all of our professors um, and just how, tight-knit the community was and how it was always such a fun experience, especially for people who maybe have hadn't gone to conferences yet in grad school. So I just heard great things and I um, really wanted to attend. I thought I wanted to be a part of all the fun stuff they'd been talking about. Yeah, so SACSA for me was my first conference ever. Uh, I didn't go to any of the conferences 
my first year in the program uh, just because I was just getting acclimated to, to Clemson and I was like, okay, I'll do that next year, hopefully. But uh, like Riley said, Tony Cawthon definitely was a person who mentioned Saxa to me and also my peers too. And I knew a lot of them were going. So I was like, okay, well, this seems like this would be a good first conference. And a lot of people also told me that it was smaller than other organizations. So I might be a little bit more comfortable with that, which I definitely was. I can also jump in because I'm also going to mention Dr. Tony Cawthon uh, because he is a gym and we love him. And he's also um, very well loved at Saxa for, for good reason. Basically, there was one point during the um, conference that there was like the slideshow of pictures um, honoring somebody else, but Tony was in basically every photo. <laughs> so uh, it's it was really great to see um, that this is such a big part of his life as well. Um, but he had reached out to me. I had done a, a book review with Tony and I don't know if that was what sparked it, but he had just mentioned like, hey, I don't know if you're planning on going to Saxa this upcoming year, um, fall 2022, but would you be interested in doing the book program that I do with some other professionals every year? Um, so that's that's not how I heard about it. That's um, just why I decided to attend because he had mentioned like if I wanted to be a part of that. Um, so I ended up going because of wanting to participate in the book program. Um, but like the others have mentioned so far, I think I had first heard about Saxa during my first year as well. I had actually planned on going last fall, which would have been 2021. Um, but that was my first semester and also was like, oh, maybe not. Um, but I would highly recommend um, for anyone who is a first year or even a second year going because it's a great introduction. Um, it's like, there's a lot of people there. Like it is a big deal, but it's not as big as some of the other conferences. So um, it's definitely a, a great introduction to kind of what conference life is like. Um, what really solidified it for me, um, yes, like the faculty really introduced me to it, but I was talking to Chris Spellman, who's an assistant director here at Clemson and also an alum of our master's program. And he just sounded like he had a great time. Like <laughs> he sounded like he had a great time. He's been going to it for a couple of years and he just really sold me on. And I was like, wow, I, I want to experience that. And then it was in Birmingham, which is a city like I've always wanted to visit um, and kind of like see a lot of the history to it. Um, for myself in person and something that was really fun about it was that um, me and a group of the grads that I went still treated it as a fall break so we did do like things not involved with sexa like our first night that we came in we went to a concert and did little stuff like that so you could still get that break from school and student affairs but still enjoy a conference too. Yeah, so just echoing everyone, I heard about Saxa from our amazing faculty. Um, and this year deciding to go was, um, I really was encouraged and challenged by Dr. Rachel Wagner. Last year in our spring class, we had the opportunity to do a project that could easily be translated into a uh, program proposal. And so um, I honestly just took that opportunity and ran with it. And then I got to present at Texa. Um, but also a uh, co-grad of mine last year, who is now a director of a student involvement at Anderson University, Gabby Morgan, um, she went and when she came back, she also just had so many great things to say about Saxa and how fun it was. So um, the it's Saxa time, like uh, sentiment is definitely there from people who have attended and um, I wanted to experience that. So awesome contributions across the board. 
A couple of comments I'll make. First of all, Deja, all other conferences are downhill from here. So, uh, you know, this is the, the first one, everything else you will compare to this. So, and that's, that's not really true. You know, it depends on what you're looking for, um, but it's a great, a great first conference to go to. I'm so glad that so many of you mentioned Tony. Um, to anyone on the SACSA board who's listening, your executive director, Dr. Tony Cawthon, is promoting the organization. And effectively, because this is, I, I, how many of you all from the cohort went? Do you know off the top of your head? It had to be eight or 10, right? Well, I yeah. think it was seven or eight. Yeah. And then like um, a first year or two as well. Oh, right, right, very good. Um, so glad that you were able to attend, glad that you had a good experience. And Tiana, I'm glad that you used it as a break. I think sometimes, especially graduate students and new professionals go to the conference and they're like, this is what you do at a conference. And you go to every session, you do all of this. And it's like, well, you know, go to some sessions, but also it's a time to connect in different ways, whether that's connecting with people you know already and you know just having experiences with them or connecting with other people. Um, one of my best friends, uh, it used to be NASPA, it's gonna be ACPA this year, but that was the only time that we saw each other. We worked together as hall directors, but every year at NASPA, that's when we get together and and we go to some sessions and we don't go to some sessions. And so I think that's important, but, um, but great. Thank you all for sharing that. Um, and some of you alluded to this next question because you talked about talking with other people who had already been to SACSA, but um, what expectations did you have before and were your expectations met once you kind of went and had the experience for yourselves? I can start us off. So um, <clears throat> my expectations, I have been to probably maybe like a handful of conferences before this one, um, but never a like regionally based conference, I guess. Um, and so I expected that there would be very much of like a community feel uh, and really just honing in on that, that geographic commonality. Um, and that community feel, my expectations were honestly blown out of the water. The first night, um, they at Saxa they had the gospel choir from um, the it was University of Alabama uh, Birmingham, and they were just amazing. Highlighting those students' talents and um, kicking off the night in that way just made me so excited for the rest of the conference. Um, and then you know even throughout. Um, times where we all got together and people were being highlighted for different awards. We were highlighting people who maybe had the award in the past and you see a number of people stand up around the room and, and honestly, it just felt very much like a community and um, makes me excited for the future of SACSA. Great. I'll go next. Oh, no, you go, Deja. Okay. 
um, so like I said, this was my first conference. So I, I had some expectations, but at the same time, I was like, okay, let me not let those expectations limit myself. Um, so one of those is being like, I was going to have to talk to everybody. And that's just something that I personally don't do just because of being an introvert. And I made that very known the first day that that was kind of like a, a fear of mine in a sense. Um, but I learned to just be more strategic with my networking. And so I went to some sessions because, oh, that's somebody that works at an institution that I'm interested in, or that's a topic that I don't know as much about. Um, so that's why I want to go to that session. Um, so that was like my first expectation. Uh, like Tiana said, we definitely took the time to use that as a break. And that wasn't really my expectation going in. Like I thought, okay, I'm going to go to every single session. I have to do this and I have to do that. But I did find some time for myself. And like Tiana said, we had a really good time at the conference. Like we got to see Bow Wow and Cry Mob. Like it was just the best time. Um, I will say that for me, my expectations before going, um, so I went to ACPA in the spring, so um, back in March of this year, and so ACPA, NASPA being kind of like the big national organizations, like those are huge, um, so in my mind, like with this being regional, I I guess I just was like, it's going to be like really small because I had not been to SACSA before, I didn't really know what to expect, so I will say that I definitely was expecting um, like really tiny for some reason. And I, my expectations were, um, they were, they were not met, um, in, in a good way. Um, it ended up being a, a lot bigger. The community was, was there. The community feel like everyone was talked about, um, so far was definitely there. I, um, was just shocked at how much bigger of a deal that it felt like. Um, and just, Oh, I don't know. I, I'm at a loss for words. It was incredible. <laughs> it was a really good time. Um, and it wasn't overwhelming. Um, so it was like bigger than I expected, but not overwhelming and just, um, very cool to see how many people put a lot of effort and work into SACSA, um, to make it such an enjoyable time. Um, I personally, uh, expected to make connections um knowing that it was like a smaller conference I was very excited about that because um I went to Nashville last year and sometimes once you met somebody one time you didn't see them again for the rest of the conference and so I was really excited it was small because I knew I would be in the same space with these people multiple times so I actually got to like sit and talk with people and it just felt really great so I, I really enjoyed that aspect of the size of the conference all right um and I agree. I am not, there are things I like about conferences, but they're very draining in general. And, you know, talking about the introverts, uh, I always tell people if there's a social and I attend it and you want to find me, check the corners of the room because that's where I'm going to be. Um, but it is, it is a very different type of conference. It really is it's just the right size, you know, to Abby, to your point, it's not too small. Um, but to those of you who have, who've been to some of the bigger conferences, it's also not so big that, like you said, you see one person one time and then you never see them again. I Sometimes it's even hard to find the people you went with, you know, and to figure out a space to meet because 
there are a lot of people at those conferences, but I appreciate your observations about that. Um, and again, some of you have touched on some of the sort of uh, significant moments or experiences you had, but does anybody want to add anything about some of the highlights of your experience? I can go on this one. I want to echo Serenity that the, I think it was called the President's Reception that very first night um, after the opening. I was a little nervous going into the conference, um, even because everyone said it was a small knit community. I was like, oh, they're going to know, like, I've never been here and like all this stuff. And then like the performances came out and then the line dancing folks came out and I was out there on the dance floor for the whole time. And it, I was like, okay, so we're not taking ourselves too seriously. We're here to have fun. Um, and all of um, the people on the podcast with me, I think could echo, they saw me out there, were dancing with me. Um, and it was just a great time. The food was great. Um, meeting people, chatting with folks, that cool photo booth that spun around in a circle. Um, was great. And then on the actual like conference presentation side of things, um, I really liked um, competing in the case study competition with Abby um, and being able to do that, um, especially in this kind of new conference that I'd never been to. I had done it once before as an undergrad, but I was like, okay, let's see if we can like remember stuff from class and like put it into practice and kind of um, do that side of things. And it made me kind of feel involved um, a little bit more since I wasn't presenting at the conference. So um, I really liked that part of it too. Great. I'll add that um, it was great. This is definitely, conferences are a good opportunity to make connections and meet new people for sure. Um, but one of my highlights was definitely seeing people that I knew that I didn't know were going to be there. Um, so I think someone already mentioned Gabby Morgan, Victoria Getzinger, um, Chris Fellman. So they're all alums from our program um, from last year. So we all knew them when we were first year. So it was just amazing to see them and see how they're doing in their new professional lives. And just, I, I loved that. It was such a joy. Um, and then I also got to see on the dance floor, um, Dr. Rich Shonda Breeden, and um, she was actually presenting too. So I got to see her um, program or session, I should say. Uh, so it was really great to just see people that I already knew. And I was like, oh, you're here. It was great. One comment on that, Abby, um, Dr. Breeden won dissertation of the year last year. And is, yes, she's guess, phenomenal. Yeah, she, she really is. She did the podcast probably about a year ago. I'll send you the episode so you can check it out. It, her work is phenomenal. It's really, really cool. So it really is. I've had the opportunity to work with her um, through our involvement with ACPA. So that's been great. That's wonderful. All right. Well, if, if you have other things that you think of, or you want to add as we go on, feel free um, to go off script because I do. So you can too. Um, so next year, Saxa is in Atlanta. And my question is, if you're still in the region and um, have support and you've negotiated this into your contract when you get hired for your new jobs, will you go again? And if yes, are there things that you would do differently? Um, I'll start. Um, for me, even if I'm not in the region, I'm planning to come. Um, I really had a great time. I think the only thing I would do differently um, is I want to present. So I think that's my goal for next year, Saxon. Awesome. 
I am uh, job searching geographically bound, so staying in the region. Um, also, since I, I moved from Maryland uh, down here to South Carolina, and uh, since moving, I've explored Atlanta. I really love that city, so super excited that uh, Saks is going to be there. As far as doing anything different, I think uh, sometimes the grad student in me is just like, I gotta work, I gotta do things all the time. Um, I think maybe just taking more time to like relax and do that self-care and uh, SACSA had op opportunities for that as well um, throughout the conference. I know they had like a art gallery walk and um, they had an open mic night that I participated in and things like that. So um, just looking at it a little bit more holistically so that I can uh, fill up my cup a little bit differently. Um, I've talked about this with you, Michelle, and also Abby. Um, I don't know where I'm gonna end up um, in the job search. I'm not geographically bound and the world's kind of my oyster right now. We're not <laughs> really narrowing things down, but if I am in the region, I will absolutely go again. Um, and I do want to also present um, Michelle did a panel um, with grads from our program talking about the job search, and I loved that and came up afterwards and was like, if I'm still here, can we do this again? Um, and so I'm sticking to that. If I am anywhere near um, the Saxa region, I would definitely come back. Um, in terms of th doing things differently, um, this is silly, but wearing comfortable shoes, um, we uh, there's a lot of walking involved. And even though I was like, oh, we'll be sitting for um, most of this, oh my goodness, by the end of it, plus the dance floor the first night, my feet were done. So um, besides doing that, getting more involved, talking to folks, but also, yeah, presenting, I think, and really getting involved that way too. Same on the um, shoes. I, I got blisters, so definitely going to wear comfortable footwear next time. Um, I'm not geographically bound, although I am more interested in certain areas of the country, um, which means colder climates. Um, I actually really like the cold, um, so I will probably not be in the South. However, um, like Tiana said, whether I'm in the region or not, I really would like to be at Saxa, so I don't care if I'm up north, I will be down here for, for Saxa next year. Uh, so I definitely hope to attend Saxa next year. Um, I'm not sure where I'll be, probably, probably within this region, honestly. Um, something that I would do differently next time, I'm more of a behind the scenes person, so I wanna volunteer. Um, I thought about presenting and like that could definitely be an opportunity as well. But my biggest thing right now is like, I wanna get, you know, volunteer experience with Saxa. You know, you all, I could not have scripted this better, <laughs> you know, make sure you talk about this part and this part, you, you've hit it all. Um, and for those of you who might be outside of the region, I do believe that Atlanta has a fairly robust airport. So there is that lots of direct flights to Atlanta, depending on where you are. Um, okay, so a year from now or six months from now, um, you are working in your job, you're thriving, probably on the verge of your first promotion, all of those things. And you're working with other new professionals and grad students. If if they ask whether they should join SACSA and go to the conference, 
what I'm hearing is your response would be yes, do that. Um, but what what other things might you tell them about SAXA? Um, what to expect? What the benefits are? If there are challenges or pieces of advice you haven't already mentioned, what would you say to people who are are looking to find a connection and think SAXA might be the place? I can go. Uh, so I would definitely tell them uh, yes to attend SAXA if they're interested. And just like everybody else mentioned, it's you know a little bit smaller. That's something that you know piques their interest. Um, and I think it's good for, especially from like what I said, as being a first time attendee to a conference. I felt like that was good, you know, getting myself um, into the conference. Uh, I would also tell them if they are going with other people uh, to make sure that they're still taking time to go to sessions that they're interested in and not just to like kind of follow other people uh, because you might be missing out on some things that you know you're interested in so that would be my advice definitely something you said earlier Deja I, I want to echo I think it was you um, about going to sessions where there are people presenting at places you might want to work I mean that is a, a really um, legitimate strategy for starting to build those connections and network. So I'm glad you you brought up customizing what sessions you go to instead of, and it's okay, the first one, if you yeah. want to go and sit next to somebody and be like, what is this like? But um, but yeah, there are, I mean, there it, there's always that one time slot where it's like, why are all four of these offered at the same time? Because right. I like to go to all of them. So great, thanks for that. Someone else? Um, I would definitely encourage people to go. Um, one piece of advice that I would give, I should mention this earlier, is to try to get involved with the SACS Ambassador Program. Um, that was something I got to do this year, a part of the inaugural class, and it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. So I got to connect specifically with other grads and professionals and kind of leading up to the conference, I was able to get out all of my flutters and ask all of the questions that I want to and that was led by um, Brooke White who's also alum of our master's program and she's currently at um, the University of Kentucky and then another thing I would suggest or give advice on is even if you don't feel comfortable going to the conference or maybe you're not or maybe you can't afford it um, try to still get a membership and get involved that way um, throughout the conference, I learned about all the benefits that I was not aware that we had, um, especially the career uh, service opportunities. Um, you can get resume reviews and like, access to job postings. And I think that's a really good part that you can get even if you aren't able to go to the conference. Great. Yeah, kind of echoing what Deja said about um, going to different sessions and things like that. Um, definitely, if it's your first time, I did go with a buddy um, and kind of two of the first few, um, also because we made our schedule separately and then talked about it. And we're like, oh, we're interested in all the exact same things like we can do this. Um, but also just like really look at what's in the time slot and think about if you're a grad, like what are you interested in? What skills do you want to learn? Um, I went to a supervising one, um, which is something that's really important to me. 
um, and just kind of like thought about my experience and what I wanted to learn more about um, and just kind of shape it to you. Don't feel like there's any pressure to go to a certain one. Um, and then also just use if you have people that you know, like use your network that way and be like, oh, hey, I saw you went to like this session at 930. I couldn't make it like tell me all about it and like share that way because then it's kind of like, oh, now I kind of know like all of the things and take notes and ask questions um, and be participatory, especially especially if the presenters are asking questions. We've all been there when no one is like saying anything. And I think that really made me feel connected even um, as a first time attendee, just being able to like um, be involved in sessions and really connect with the presenters that way. My advice is gonna be very similar of um, kind of going off of Deja, Michelle and Riley, which you've all talked about with the different sessions. Cause there are so many good sessions and they're offered at the same time. Um, so if you do happen to go to like SACS or whatever, any conference where multiple people that you know are gonna be there, I actually think that it's great to talk about it ahead of time and be like, hey, um, let's go to different ones so that you can share notes. Um, but even more than that, the people that are presenting, like they are in our fields, you know that they um, are wonderful people um, and that they are all about constructing knowledge together and sharing knowledge. Um, so if you can find a way to get their email or whatever, I'm sure you can reach out and be like, I really wanted to attend this. Um, can you share your slides? Or like somehow um, connect with, even if you didn't get to go to their, um, presentation, you can still, you know, connect with them another way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, great sessions. I will nerd out for a second and say, like, I truly love research. <laughs> um, when, Michelle, you were asking about hobbies, I was debating on, like, do I say that I like to research as a hobby, but that's also inside student affairs. So anyway, um, I, like, took advantage of sessions to kind of gain more knowledge on uh, areas of research that I'm interested in. And I was actually sitting in a session that I was just like genuinely interested in. Um, and I'm like looking at the name of the person who's presenting. It was, uh, Dr. Dorian L. McCoy. And I, uh, was like, I know I've seen that somewhere. So then I go and look in my my saved articles and I had just read an article by him. Um, and for me, like as a first gen student, like I just was like, wow, like I'm in the same space as someone whose article I was reading. And uh, that was a really cool opportunity to have. Um, and then also not only like see him and, and hear him uh, live, but then be able to connect with him at the end and, and him say like, I remember him saying like, hey, make me remember you send me an email let's let's connect so um yeah networking passively too so i do think that's another strength of this association is people will tell you oh make sure you network at the conference that can be really difficult but the the members of saxa make it really easy and really comfortable um to reach out i reached out to someone who did a presentation at a time when I couldn't attend because I had something else. And he was like, yeah, here's, here's everything that we presented. Look it over. If you have questions, let me know. So um, lots of different ways to connect. So, um, all right. So those are my scripted questions, but maybe the most important one is what else should I have asked? Did I miss anything? Were there things, I would say, were there things you were expecting me to ask, but 
you had the questions ahead of time, so you knew what I was going to ask. But is there anything else you want to comment on or or mention before we kind of move into wrap up? Yeah, I would like to mention one thing, um, more so to the question that we were just uh, talking about. So another thing I would say is to be strategic with your networking. So one of the sessions I went to, that I think is with um, Dr. Monica Burke and Dr. Ann Hewley, um, and they talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion in academic advising. And currently in our research class, um, we're having to, you know, think of our own research project, and that was pretty much my topic. So I went there uh, to that session just for that. Um, and she actually just emailed me not too long ago because I emailed her asking for like certain resources and, and things of that nature. So some of the sessions I went be, you know, because of that, because of classes, or like I said before, because um, it was a topic that, you know, I'm not as interested in, but I know is something that I need to know, like public policy. I still went there because I thought like, okay, I need to know this um, within this field. So that's one thing I would say, just be strategic, you know, with your networking. It doesn't have to be that you're networking with that person because you want a job. It, it could be like because of classes or just anything. Great. Um, I would just like to highlight the presence of Clemson University, a little, little Go Tigers plug. <laughs> it, there were a lot of great alumni there. Um, you know, we mentioned Brooke White, she won the new professionals award and um, another Clemson alum, Michelle, maybe you can help me out um, with his name, won an award. Is it Fred Tugas? Yes, yes. And there was a point where before my presentation, we remembered everything, even an additional HDMI cord, um, but we forgot tape to hang up some uh, art that we needed to hang up. And I was frantically looking around like the conference center and um, I ran into Fred and then I didn't realize it at the time, but I was like, oh, he's a Clemson alum. And like just that connection right there was like really awesome to see. So um you know, being a student at Clemson and seeing the presence there at Saxo was um, very encouraging, especially seeing all the different places that uh, students went, so. Mm -hmm. Also to jump right off of Serenity to not um, skip over a very important person in the room, uh, Michelle also won an award at the conference um, for your service and um, that was awesome. Um, also, you know, what Serenity said, all the alum, but um, being able to see how amazing the people we are learning and working from um, uh, is iconic and really fun. And we got to cheer you on and cheer all the other awardees on. Um, and something, it's not really a question that you would have asked, but another thought I just had to kind of, you know, keep recommending this conference to people is I think that sometimes, especially in the work we do, we can get like really down on ourselves and it's a stressful job and the great resignation and all those things looming over our heads. Um, but going to a conference like this really filled my cup and is like oh this is why we're doing it like here is hundreds of professionals who still love the work they're doing and are encouraging us to keep moving forward and keep doing the work um, and that just made me so so happy to be in that room and be in that space and like look towards the future with all of these awesome humans um, so that was one of my favorite parts as well just like knowing that the hope is still there and the drive is still there and um, in the future, we're going to be coming back and doing the work um, and still celebrating with each other every year. So that was something I wanted to mention. 
actually, uh, Riley, you and I are on the same wavelength again, because I was going to say something very similar, um, that conferences, they really are a great opportunity to, yeah, be recharged and to just be with other professionals in the field. And like, yes, you share, um, like difficult stories with each other, but also you're sharing the joys and the, like the successes together. Um, and so that is really inspiring and it's great. It's something that makes me think of like, okay, this is what we're having in our conference experiences. And I love that. And it's the both and, and what can we be doing on our campuses? Like that's kind of the big picture. Uh, what can we be doing on our campuses um, to make the field like that more often? Um, because these conferences are always easy to get to either financially, you don't have the professional funds. It's a busy time in the year. Um, they're not super frequent because they are a big deal. So um, how, how can we get that to translate over to uh, the day in day out of campus life um, for student affairs professionals? That's just something I'm kind of sitting with right now. Great. Everybody good? All right. Well, thank you again to all of you for taking time um, and sharing your reflections and sharing. It's like, I'm kind of, if Saxa was again next week, I'm ready for it. You know, there, there's just a lot of energy here. So um, as we wrap up, could each of you share something that is giving you hope right now. And it does not have to be SACSA related. It doesn't have to be work related, whatever it is that sort of speaks to your spirit. What's something that's giving you hope? I can start. Um, as many of my classmates know, I have an ongoing countdown to graduation. <laughs> There's currently 175 days. Um, it's a widget on my phone, so I see it every day. Um, and not just because like I'm excited for my next chapter, but it's really keeping me on track. It's like knowing that I'm about to enter that transition really soon. So it kind of keeps me grounded. And also, um, if nothing changed, I'll be graduating on my 24th birthday. So that's also something that's very exciting. So I'm really excited because I feel like a master's degree is the perfect way to bring in year 24. <laughs> I would say that's a great gift, but it's no gift. You you're <laughs> earning that. That's that's not a giveaway. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I would say you, you know, and I'll, I'll preface this with I'm a, a woman of Christian faith, but um, so a lot of that has to do with what's giving me hope, but um before coming into Clemson University, like I really had no idea what my life was going to look like. And just spending a lot of time in reflecting um, where I'm at now is so, so, so much more than I could have even imagined than the first day that I, you know, came here to South Carolina. And so what's giving me hope is reflecting on this short period of time in my life and how much has happened um, and knowing that there's really only good to come in the future. Um, so just sitting in the uh, privilege and blessings that I have each day, but um, also, you know, being excited and aware of the things that are coming forward. 
Yeah, I feel like we're all kind of saying the same things here. Um, yes, I do. I'm keeping track of when graduation is. Um, but in part of that, there's always like a bit of nervousness that comes with where am I going to be working? Where am I going to be living? Um, what am I doing with my life? That kind of thing. Um, but what gives me hope in that is that um, all the people in this space included, obviously, I have the best support system here at Clemson, um, the best friends, the best professors. I will keep shouting you all out because because you are amazing. Um, and I know that in the next few months, I will be almost over supported if I need it. Everyone has offered to be there. Um, and also just like being able to look forward to celebrating um, all of the awesome milestones that are coming for my cohort. We've had a few people accept jobs recently, and that's just going to keep coming. And that just really like gets us all energized and we all support each other so much. So I'm looking forward to that part of the next few months and really seeing all of the successful things that all my awesome cohort mates are gonna do. And then hopefully me as well, um, looking forward to that next chapter. Um, but knowing that wherever I go, I'm gonna be able to come back and have all of my wonderful folks at Clemson and beyond um, that will just be there no matter what. So that's my um, looking forward to moment in this next coming season. So I definitely feel what uh, Serenity said and looking back on my experience, especially last year, I, I struggled a lot coming to Clemson. It was just a cultural shock for me. Um, but I definitely during that time had to just hold on to the hope of what was coming um, and not the fears that I had. So I feel like that has really pushed me a long way um, and has got me to this point now. So just just walking by faith and, you know, not by sight. And I don't know what's to come. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, later on today. I don't know what's going to happen within the next month. But um, I know that everything does happen for a reason. And there was a, a reason that I, you know, was placed here at Clemson. So and I'm starting to see that now. So I'm just really grateful for that. And that just gives me hope that something that started off to be something that I, I wasn't so excited about, but now that I, I see the change that is created within myself, um, that gives me hope for anything that comes in life. For me, I would definitely say that what is bringing me hope right now is my students. So my first year of grad school. So last year was a little bit more challenging, a bit of a disconnect because I didn't um, have a super student facing role, um, but I'm in a dis different assistantship now where I'm seeing students a lot more. And so that's really revitalized me this semester. Um, and I expect we'll continue next semester as well. Um, shout out to transfer students. They are a wonderful population. I've really loved getting to know them. Um, but yeah, they, they are, you know, they're why we're here. Um, they are why we are in this field, why we get into the field, why we stay in the field. Um, and I just, I love them and I'm eternally grateful for the, the hope that they're bringing me. Wonderful. Well, keep up with your countdown, but remember that's also the number of days you have left to spend with each other. Wow, that sounded super dramatic and <laughs> not quite what I meant. Make the most of your time together. That's what I'm trying to say. So, um, but you all are phenomenal. And again, I really am grateful that you were willing to take some time and, and talk with me today. Um, 
Today's Essay Today podcast is brought, this is where Michelle goes back to reading off a piece of paper. For listeners, you can hear that, I'm sure. Um, today's Essay Today podcast is brought to you by SAXA, and we thank them for their support. Additionally, the show would not be possible without my producer, Jen Lowe. Thanks for your support and collaboration, Jen. I'd also like to leave you with one final quote for today. This is from James Baldwin, and the quote is, no one can possibly know what is about to happen. It is happening each time for the first time for the only time. My name is Michelle Botcher, and it has been a pleasure to host this episode. Have a beautiful day.